So a lot of the times people will tell you you need to have more like self-control and we'll tell ourselves that we need to have more self-control, which in a way it is true in order to make decisions that are geared towards God. But then it's also in the same sense, it's realizing that God is also sovereign and that you're not fully in control. Between the Grooves is hosted by James Curtis, music director and morning man in the greater Toronto area on Joy Radio. And Aisha Woods, Grammy-nominated singer, songwriter, and musician. Together, they talk with artists and industry insiders to discover our connection between music and faith. You can connect with us on Facebook or Twitter, at Between Grooves. Now, here's James and Aisha. You know, one of the things that we haven't mentioned, and and I should probably do it now, Aisha, is, is um, we were recently nominated for a Covenant Listen, Award. Congratulations on the nod. Yeah, that's, well, congratulations to you as well. I mean, uh, over the you. over the last year, I think I mentioned this previously, we've had ten thousand downloads of the podcast, and that's uh, awesome. Yeah, and and uh, so we've been nominated for oh, what is the what is the I mean, it's the Covenant Awards, which recognizes Christian artists and groups in Canada, uh, whether right. it be their songs or their songwriting ability. Uh, or you know their album covers or their artwork and and all producers everybody in the industry and this is the first time they've had um, a category for uh, what is it radio podcast personality or duo of the year or something like that I, that is so cool yeah so uh, find <laughs> out n- next month if uh, if we win or not but uh, we're up against some some uh, other couple of uh, good candidates as it were uh, the why me project which is part of the faith strong today network as well uh they're That's up cool. as well as chelsea amber who has been a previous guest on between the grooves she's a, okay. a singer songwriter out of uh, british columbia and she's got a podcast gotcha. called christian guitar girls and uh, she's been doing that for the last little while as well so that's neat yeah so so i mean whoever wins wins that's great um Right. They always say but just to be just to be nominated. Is, and I know that's a pretty big deal. It's kind of a cliche <laughs> thing, but it is, you know. You know, whoever wins wins. Great. I'm not gonna right. sweat it. So mm-hmm. let's well, make it happen. Let's make it happen. And uh, let's make this week's episode happen. Today we're chatting with Jay Oliver. He's a fairly uh, new up and rising Christian hip hop rap artist. And uh, mm-hmm. he actually reached out to us a few weeks back or maybe a couple of months ago. And uh, thought it'd be great to have the conversation. And so that is what we're going to do right now. Justin Oliver on Between the Grooves. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How about you? Doing well. Good. Are you at the studio? I'm actually not. I'm, well, I'm at work right now. So I, when I'm not doing music and stuff, I'm also um, a news producer for TV. Nice. For local TV. Yeah, so I'm, that's kind of my nine to five job during the week and then gotcha. um, outside of that i do music and then i have army stuff i'm in the army reserves so wow kind of a packed packed schedule but i did, make it work right did you study journalism is that the reason why you're doing the tv news thing i did i did i actually um i have a, a bachelor's degree in communications focused on um, broadcast nice so and and TV yeah, that, TV versus radio or any other medium, I guess that was the direction you right, decided yeah. to take. Right, yeah. It was. I mean, I've I've inquired about radio 
Um, I have worked briefly for radio, um, for Cumulus Media back like years ago, but um, for some reason, I really just, my first job was a TV producer and I've kind of just stuck with it. Um, and yeah, That's I've been fun. doing that for the past like five years. Sure. Yeah. How often are it's you really in front of a camera? Never. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I, that, was never, that was never my aspiration to be in front of the camera. Actually. I just not like a big, like camera in front of the camera person. So, um, but I love, like I said, I love making music. So, how did the love of music start? Because you weren't—I—I I, I suppose I should clarify because you didn't always. I'm assuming do Christian music because uh, you only became a Christian a few years ago, right? Uh, that's correct. I actually was saved in um, March of 2021, so I'm a very oh, wow. relatively Christian. Yes, um, but that doesn't discredit anything that my dad did because my dad was. Um, very heavily in the church and he took me to church all the time growing up. I was just a very rebellious kid. So, um, mm-hmm. it just took me a while to find my own journey. You know, it was always his faith, not mine necessarily. And so, um, so yeah, um, but I eventually, eventually, you know, God worked as he does and he was able to impact me. So, so take us, did you- take us through the transition then you, you did music and then I guess you, started studying for you know in communications and whatnot you started doing the tv news and journalism and then was the military is that what happened right so um basically i started doing music in 2012 so this is like that was like high school for me um graduated high school in 2014 and then kind of took a break for a little bit of music Mm. um and during that time i was very um have, I, I was always pursuing college. Um, so in that period of like 2015 to 2017, I was, my mind was solely focused on like um, making the grades because my dad, um, I was very blessed to have a father that paid for my education, but it didn't come without discipline. You know, he wanted me to make a, or maintain a 3.0. And so um, I was very conscious of that all the time and realizing that my if I didn't make this, um, you know, this threshold, then basically I wasn't going to be there for the next semester. So, yeah, that's fair. I was really, really. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, if somebody's and, paying and, for know, the education, you you, you got to set right. the goals and, and achieve a certain, mm-hmm. right. you know, certain part. Exactly. And exactly. And I and, and that also that goes with saying, like, I saw so many people because I went to Navarro first. So I went to Corsicana. Um at a junior college, Navarro College, and uh, I saw so many kids that had this free, you know, money from the government, like grant money, and just completely, you know, just, you know, waste it and not use what was given to them. And so, like, um, my dad always, he always was willing to give, but he also had, you know, requirements of me. And so I'm very thankful for his discipline, and it's made me into who I am today, but... um, but yeah, so I went and um, I was able to maintain the 3.0. I ended up transferring over from um, Corsicana to uh, UTA, so University of Texas at Arlington. And uh, basically, whenever I did that, uh, I started pursuing communications, my communications degree, and I finished in 2017. 
um, at the University of Texas at Arlington. And then um, after that, I really um, I started to get back into music, but um, it was still secular music. So I didn't necessarily um, know like I, I was I was still confused in a way of not really wanting to fully commit myself to God. Um, but I still like was making music that, um, that was, you know, reflective of what I was feeling at the time. And so I was dealing with a lot of like, you know, emotions, a lot of, uh, you know, things that we generally take to God, like depression and, um, just a bunch of conflict within me. And like, that's really like what my EP was in, in 2018, it's saying everything's fine, but it's really not. Um, and that's the name of the EP. And so. Whenever I got done with that, um, I took a break again from music uh, for a while. Uh, I traveled to Odessa, I traveled to Colorado Springs, and then I came back and then um, kind of fast forward to September of, of 2020. Uh, my wife, we started dating and one of our biggest things was to get back in the church, but we weren't necessarily like moving fast. You know, like mm -hmm. we were kind of just, it's kind of just one of those things like, yeah, we'll get to it when it happens. And so, um, I remember one night, this is, we're still living in two different places cause we're not, you know, married yet. We're not like, together, uh, in that way. But basically I had the, um, I had a dream that the rapture happened. And hmm. so when I had that dream, I remember waking up and I was like covered in, you know, just like covered in sweat and I had to go outside and just really think about what my next steps were going to be. And, um, when I called her, I told her the same thing of just saying how, how this needed to be a priority for us. Um, and that mm. like, we need to put this at like the center of our relationship. We need to make this our foundation. Um, and she was in complete agreement, but you know, she had never stepped foot in a church. So it was really different for her um but anyway so we we decided to join green acres baptist church here in tyler and we started going pretty consistently and um you know about four or five months passed by this is march of 2021 now we both get saved and um and then we end up getting baptized that same year on easter wow and so, and then we got engaged in May and then we got married in November. So 2021 was a really, really, really big year. Um, and God moved heavily. Um, and so, but it still took like about two years. I mean, after, after all that happened, I mean, I started feeling really convicted about like where I was working at and mainly because like the the stuff that I was running and, and decisions that were made from a corporate level were just not aligning with what my views were anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just started to feel really convicted about that. And so, um, that's why I, I held on for a while. I extended my contract for a little bit, but, um, in December of 2022, I decided to leave that station. Um, and that's when I joined the military. So that's, I went off to basic training earlier this year in January and it was about 17 weeks in Fort Jackson. So, I mean, God moved really, really heavily in that time when I was there. I mean, I led Bible study 
Um, I never had to, I mean, I led the groups, you know, when I was in basic training and, and AIT, like I was just, it was very crazy to see how God used me in order to impact people. And, and I just, yeah, every time I think about that experience, I'm so grateful for it because I gained a lot of friends and, and I also think I was able to, to kind of plant the seed in a lot of people, um, in an environment where it's very kind of brutal in a way. Sure. Did you write any so, songs during basic training? Yeah. I didn't write any songs, but I wrote a lot of devotionals for people. And I wrote okay. a lot of like, like it was, it was like, I made these handouts and I had, to, I gave them to the drill sergeant so they can make copies to hand out to people. And it would be like a weekly thing that I worked on to, you know, whatever the message is. And it would usually be in correlation with like some of the activities we have going on. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just thought it was very, it's very encouraging to see that, like, especially when everybody has their technology taken away, that, you know, they're able to get really close with God and sure. including myself. That was, that was the, probably the closest I've ever been to wow. the Lord because I didn't have anything else to distract me. So has, has the journalism yeah. side of things for you played a part in your music writing? I think so, but I don't think it's something that I notice, if that makes sense. Like, because when you're a writer, it's it's it kind of just you do it without even thinking about it. But I, I would definitely I would definitely say that it does for sure. I mean, they, as far as journalism is concerned, you're supposed to be objective. You're supposed to show different right. points of view. You're supposed to show balance. And I guess that's the reason why I'm asking, because. Um, oh, journalism is yeah. very, very difficult. And, and I don't think we necessarily see a lot of that these days anyways. All of those, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the, that criteria as far as journalism is concerned. So that's why I was asking no. if, if that part of it, you know, plays into your songwriting. I think more of the, well, and, and you can probably notice this as well, is like journalism has really turned more into opinion yeah. And more like editorials than it has less less factual than than somebody's opinion right. or, or somebody just trying to get onto their soapbox. Yeah, exactly. It's like, are right. you going to watch scene or watch Fox? You know what I mean? Because your viewpoints are going to go this way or they're going to go that way. You know what sure. I mean? And, um, you know, there's I, I've always been a big believer, especially when I've worked in the business of how how sacred it is to preserve journal like journalism, because people need to digest these facts themselves. It's not our job to, to input, you know, opinion to these stories. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, <laughs> so I, but I mean, as far as like music, I think, I think the storytelling aspect is more what I see that transitions over, you know, like telling a story from start to finish or finding a creative way to tell a story. I think those things are the ones that, that trend like that, that are able to, carry over the most um because when it comes to me writing my my music i mean it's what i believe in you know what i mean and and sometimes you know when i write stories here like i have to i can't just you know write what i believe in all the time because it's not necessarily a story about me you know that's not like a story about me writing what my personal thoughts are a lot of the time it's about like being objective and and running a story uh, to let people decipher what they want to decipher from it. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely a little bit different in that aspect, but the storytelling definitely 
transitions over for me, at least in my experience. And what about the genre of music? I mean, obviously you're you're doing Christian music now, but you're kind of more of a yeah. hip hop rap style. Um, why yeah. why that versus your typical CCM sound or uh, or country yeah. or gospel or whatever? Yeah, so I um I grew up listening to a lot of a secular rap. Um, hip hop was kind of like what I gravitated towards. I'm not necessarily sure why. Um, my mom or dad did not uh, did not play that type of music around Turn me. Turn down so that music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not yeah. music. <laughs> Basically, and which is so funny. I mean, my dad, my dad is very much country. You know, he's like as far as like i mean if is you can get in the boondocks like as far as you can get in the boondocks my dad is there like (laughs) um he literally wants to like his dream in life is to like when he retires is to go out in the woods and like grow like a massive beard and just like hunt animals like that's just kind of like what he wants to do so that's that's (laughs) like (laughs) yeah but my so that's my dad's dream and then my mom learned to like I want to say my mom was more into like Dolly Parton and those type of people. Like, I mean that, so both classic country, huh? Yeah. Classic country. And just like nothing to do with, like, I mean, literally nothing to do with rap and hip hop. I don't know why, but I just, I mean, it was just something that always <laughs> was for me. And I just, I just, you know, it's funny. Even now when I, when I make music, I pull influences, not necessarily from like, I don't listen to Christian rap and hip hop all the time. Like I, I, it's probably mm. makes up like, it probably makes up like 2% of my playlist. Like I listen to like worship. I listen to gospel music. I listen to contemporary Christian music. I listen to like, those are where I pull influences from. Like I, gotcha. and it's, and I, and I think it's because I just don't want to replicate a sound from somebody else. Because I think if we, you know, if we listen to a lot, if I were to listen to Christian rap all the time, then I'm going to try to mimic whatever I'm listening to. And I just don't think that's not really what I want to do. I'd rather like create something unique from pulling all these other influences um, and then using, well, how can I give my original sound to this? You know, that's just how I do you do that with country, though. Yeah. You know, I, (laughs) I just. The thing is, is I actually do. So I, one of one of my favorite artists is actually y'all probably know her is Ann Wilson. I mm-hmm. actually listen to her a lot because yes. um, mm. she's probably about as Christian country as it gets. But I think it reminds mm-hmm. me a lot of it reminds me a lot of like my roots and sure. where I came from. And even though I don't necessarily make music like that, it just has a somehow has a major impact on me. So. Let me tell um, you about my Justin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I uh, we actually went to uh, her concert this past weekend. She was in Longview. Uh, my my mom and all of us went out to it, and it was really really great. She's she's nice. so talented, um, I, and I love her story. I had uh, coffee with a friend of mine yesterday. Um, he's an ex radio guy, um, and he's very very musical he's not a christian or anything like that when he when he left radio years ago he was actually working on the cruise ships he did that for about five years and he was he was mr dj he was the guy on the deck playing the music and he he loved all the stops in the different islands and the different countries and stuff and he would actually try to find the underground music 
the stuff that you wouldn't necessarily hear. He he said, you know, he, you know, he wouldn't go on the typical excursions. He would go, you know, if if they were docking somewhere in Africa, he would go and try to find music that related to the culture in Africa or Norway or Russia or whatever. And then he would try to take all that stuff on these, you know, uh, CDs with you know, markings with a marker on there versus an actual legal CD, I suppose, and uh, and take all this stuff and then mix it in with his music on the ship. Yeah. And and that kind of influenced him. He, he says he just loves exploring all this other style of music, even though, like, he's he's a rock guy, but, but he explores all this yeah. music just to hear the different sounds and the creativity and the way, you know, artists do things. And I guess, yeah. you know, if you're a hip-hop artist... Um, but listening to country or being influenced by country or gospel or whatever else, it would be the same sort of idea, wouldn't it? Yeah, no, 100%. And I think it just, it, it just circles back to like the gifts that God's given you, you know, like he's given me the gift to make this genre of music, but that doesn't mean that like, you're still like, even just being like an artist, you can still appreciate and also decipher other people's music and hear all the musical elements that go into it. And you don't listen to it as like a surface surface level person usually does. You, you really dig into it and listen to all the, all the unique elements that it's made up of. And sure. so, um, so yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I think that it definitely makes my music better whenever I am able to, to gravitate towards, you know, other other areas of music mm-hmm. necessarily what I'm creating. Um, so I, I love it. Like, I, like I said, if, if you looked at my playlist, it would, it would probably be not, not what many think. Cause I just don't, I just don't Christian rap. I don't, but I mean, that's not to say I don't like it. I do love it, but sure. Don't listen to a ton of it. So how did you hook up with compass music? Um, actually through, um, well, Laurel, you know, Laurel, um, but, uh, Lauren actually gave me a call. Well, actually I reached out to Lauren about doing a feature with Laurel and then, uh, which we're still working on a song, uh, together, but it hasn't, hasn't released yet. But, um, just because I've been trying to get this next single out and then, I'll probably, I mean, I would say that that single will probably drop like next year, but just because we're coming up on the holidays and stuff, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of how it happened. She reached out to me after my first single came out. Um, and she could, I mean, a lot of, as a lot of people could tell, like they knew I had a musical background based on my first song, because generally when somebody releases their first song, it's, it's a growing process. You know what I mean? Like you release a song and then you're like, yeah, that can use some work. You can work on the mixing. You can work on this. You can work on, you know, your sound development and what you, what you want your sound to be. But with me already yeah. having a musical, I already knew a lot of those things. Like I was already kind mm-hmm. of steps ahead. I didn't, I hadn't released Christian music. And so when my first single came out, you know, she, she listened to it and she said that she really wanted to work with me. And, um, and then Lauren gave me a, a call a couple of days later and asked if, um, I'd be considered, or if I would be considering um, management or wanting to, to need management. And I told her that that'd be super helpful because I have a million things going a, a day. So, Well, given the fact that you have a full-time job and you're doing the music thing and trying to get in there and 
uh, use the word get noticed or, you know, make an impact, um, it, it's helpful to have yeah. some kind of management team behind you taking care of some of the smaller details that you just don't have time to do. Absolutely. For sure. And she's great at that. Like, she's she's been a huge help. Yeah, what do, what do they do for you? Um, It's just, like, well, one of the things, obviously, like, artist development and then also, like, branding. Um, they work on my, my website. Um, a lot of the promo images or like whenever I have like I'll be featured or if, if a radio picks up my song or something like that they'll make me a graphic for social medias and, and, and stuff like that like stuff that I just you know can't hop on you know Canva and spend like a couple hours trying to make the graphics myself like it's really right. really helpful that somebody's you know able to invest in your career and help you with that and so they do a great job with that they really do Aisha, you're kind of an independent artist, I guess, technically, because you do have people that help you as well. Um, sure. But uh, is it is it easier because you're on staff at a church? That does, does that give you the time to um, develop the music side? Or is it just something that you're doing on the side and when it happens, it happens? When it happens, it happens. <laughs> um, and uh, honestly, like in this season, it's interesting because life's all about seasons right and i find now that having help and people with uh certain areas of expertise if they can be on team with you gosh it it just makes life and ministry so much easier um when you have people a part of your team that understand the vision and understand the season and they're gifted at what they do, whether it be social media or uh, management or production or um, more administrative, just whatever it is that they're very good at. If they're on board with you and you're on board with them, it just makes it so much easier for you to focus on what it is that God has called you to do and and be able to do it well. Yeah. If, if if somebody, you know, if if somebody is good at something uh, and, and you could possibly do it as well, but they can mm -hmm. do it quicker, they can do it faster, sure. they can do it better. Uh, that's got to yeah. be worth something. If it takes you three oh, times sure. or four times to, as long to do it, then you, I mean, it's a, from a very financial standpoint, it just makes sense to have somebody doing it for you. Absolutely. Right. 100%. And, like I have and my boys like, cut the grass. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're better yeah. at it. <laughs> exactly. They can never do it. That's what my wife says too. <laughs> I don't think my wife has ever pushed a lawnmower in her life. Good for her. That's what I mean. I tell I tell my wife that too. You know, with dinner, I'm like, I can never make it like you do. You know. Uh huh. <laughs> You're <a> smart man. <laughs> Keep telling her that too. <laughs> Jay, can you tell us what is in store now, moving forward? Like, what are your plans as far as the music side of things? Given the fact that you're also doing the. Uh, journalism stuff. You're on standby for the military as well. So, how does music yeah. play into that going forward? Yeah. So, um, my my plan right now, um, 
is I have a I have a single dropping at the end of the month. Been working a lot on it um, to get it. Congratulations! Ready to go? Yeah, I'm really excited about it. It's it's a really personal record um, because it talks about a lot of the so in life we're given you know this free will to basically make choices. Um, so a lot of the times people will tell you, you need to have more like self-control and we'll tell ourselves that we need to have more self-control, which in a way it is true in order to make decisions that are geared towards God. But then it's also in the same sense, it's realizing that God is also sovereign and that you're not fully in control. And so it's kind of like that, that wrestling mindset that we all deal with of how much control do we actually have in this situation or do we have any at all or you know what I mean? Like, um, and so it, it, it talks about just ultimately at the end of the day, you have to let go of, um, of the overall aspect of thinking you have control of everything. So letting go of that self-control in that aspect, but also realizing that you do have free will. Um, but, but yeah, I'm really excited about the record because it's a, it's a personal one for me that really convicted me when I was writing my verse for it. And then, um, and then also, because it's a it's a combination. It's it's I have a, a rapping verse on there, and then there's a bunch of, of singing. So, and what's um, the, what's the name of the single? It's called "Let It Go." Let it go. I could have guessed that based it, on the description of it. It kind of yeah. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then you know my my wife had to remind me that there's already a a pretty popular song called Let It Go and it's not has anything to do with <laughs> no but but the hashtag works you know you'll get you'll get some yeah. you know free publicity that go. way right people people from Frozen will come over and exactly say hey yeah what's uh, this no. does your wife have any musical ability <laughs> you're gonna give me tread trouble. tread carefully yeah <laughs> it's like she cooks well completely changed the top at the time uh, uh, she she is um very enthusiastic when it comes to singing okay <laughs> she has she has great energy and she she has um dance moves she makes that a joyful noise Yes, she has. She has dance moves that are you can't find them anywhere else. Um, and there, there you go. That's how I word it. My, she's she's great. Th that was a very safe response. There's something she said about a marriage, just where like you have strengths and you have weaknesses. I surely have weaknesses, and she balances them out with her strengths. So yeah, it's stuff that I could never do. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, um, Jay. Thanks so much for hanging with us on uh, Between the Grooves. Uh, appreciate it. Um, and thank y'all so much, seriously, for letting me come on and spill about my testimony for a little bit and get to learn a little bit more about y'all. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks a lot, grateful. Jay. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, I think he's um, fairly young. I think so. I mean, he was talking about the fact that when he finished his uh, bachelor's in communications, he was doing some of that TV work to start, and then. Um, you know, was doing some news coverage, served served in the military for a little bit, and then came back and That's did the music cool. thing. So yeah, I would say less than thirty for sure. Mm, definitely got a, a guy. Future ahead of him. Yeah, definitely a guy you want to keep an eye on. You can check out his website, musicbyjoliver.com. All right. Well, before we get out of here uh, this week, let's listen to some artist advice from George Mandera. I think stay true to who you are you know, to what you feel your calling is, you know, what God's called you to do. And 
And then the second thing, you know, um, for the artists as well, like we've we've, do, we've done it, like uh, stay true to who you are, you know, because I feel like sometimes along the way, it's easy to look, you know, to get off track of what you felt uh, you wanted to do, you know, and because you just start chasing what's around and you're, you're doing things just to fit in um, to what maybe the system is like sometimes and, and you know, and you lose who sure. you are in that, you know. And so I don't know, you know, I, I'll just say, you know, just stay true to you, who you are. I mean, I say this because, you know, one thing, I, I, I mean, I'm a kid from Africa, you know, and sometimes, you know, yeah. um, so, so, so my story is different from a lot of other people's stories, you know, and so sometimes, you know, uh, people want you to tell a story a certain way in, in a way that's not you or sound that's not you or some things and so you know if you don't know that you can lose yourself along the way or get diluted along the way one day so you know always stay true to who you are i guess that's what i i would say authenticity yeah we've heard gotta it before it. and uh mm-hmm. i gotta i gotta say though i love that accent i said it i said it previously i, <laughs> I just love that accent <laughs> Anybody Isn't from cool? yeah, anybody from uh, Africa that has that accent, I just love it. It's just so um, it 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 w- makes you want to listen. Makes you want to listen. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Stay true to your calling. Uh, stay true to who you are. It's so easy to get distracted, as he mentioned, and even it could be even a label, you know, telling you what you should be doing versus right. what you believe your true calling is to be. Now, I'm not, I'm not, uh, you know, downplaying labels because they, they know the the ingredients. They know what it takes right. to succeed. But maybe that's not yeah. you either, right? Maybe. Maybe you have uh, a different future. Maybe you have a different goal and, and you got to stay true to that. Yeah, you absolutely do. And um, getting lost along the way is it's very easy um, to happen. And so maintaining your focus and uh, staying in relationship with Jesus, he will constantly remind you if you allow him of what uh, he has called you to and what you're supposed to be and that is it we are out of time there's the music um thanks justine for prompting us that uh it's time (laughs) for us to go (laughs) she always like has that little cue for us so that Uh is it for this week on between the grooves thanks for checking us out and uh, make sure you tune in next week for another great episode listening to Faith Strong Today's Between the Grooves podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, would you consider sharing it with your friends, rating our podcast, or giving us some love on your socials to your amazing friends and followers will only help us reach more people. We'd also love to hear from you and share your feedback in an upcoming episode. Send your video or written message to Aisha and James on Facebook and Twitter at Between Grooves or email us anytime. Hello at faithstrongtoday.com. 